What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet. And today's episode is brought to you by gratefulness. Um, at this moment, as I'm recording it, I am recording this on my phone because my computer is dead. I am trapped in my office uh, under quarantine, and if my symptoms are any indicator, I probably have what is the single most deadly disease that our planet has seen in my lifetime inside my very veins. And um, meanwhile, I feel incredibly grateful and fortunate for the community that has found me on Twitch. Uh, and has really built up very organically over there. The communities I'm on is part of Discord, um, my family, who is very loving and supportive, and um, all of the opportunities that are available uh, to me. Excuse me. And so, and of course, to you, the listening audience who's actually tuning into this podcast, I appreciate you. I appreciate you more than I can say in words. Um, So all that said, mushiness out of the way, because uh, I'm in a situation that it'd be very easy for me to go, oh, woe is me, but the truth is, there's a lot of really great things in my life right now, and you are amongst them, and so I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. All right, guys, so that's not what you came here for. You came here for a random magic card, and we are going to go ahead and look at that. So we are on gatherer.wizards.com. We're going to click everybody's favorite button, the random card button, and let's see. We've got Dispeller's Capsule. All right, I'm actually not familiar with this one. Uh, it's the first time I've seen it. And of course, with a game with like 200,000 cards or whatever it is, uh, nobody has seen them all. Even the people who make this game uh, have not seen all of them, I'm sure. So Dispeller's Capsule, it is an artifact for one white, because artifacts have colors, that's a thing, um, which I gotta admit, there's a part of me that really misses the days of artifacts just being colorless, and that just being the normal way to go. Um, you know, that was when I was when someone explained what an artifact was, they had first described it as, oh, it's a colorless card. Like, that's just what it used to be. And I miss those days. But anyway, that's not the case here. This is a an artifact for one white um, generic artifact, not a creature. And uh, you can pay two generic and one white tap it sacrifice dispeller's capsule, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Huh. Interesting. And uh, and this was from Modern Masters. So, and it looks like... So the version we're looking at right now is a Modern Masters. It looks like it was originally printed in Shards of Alara. And in all cases, it was a common, which makes sense. Because an effect like this... Um, it's interesting. I, I, one of the things that I like about Magic is how so many effects are be, just become redundant. And how they, they repeat so many of effects but put little twists on them. So when you look at the ability, it's very clearly um, disenchant. You know, it, it's clearly designed to be disenchant. And disenchant has, um, it, it, well, it's, it's a staple white card. It's been reprinted to death. If I'm not mistaken, it was actually the very first episode of Overthinking MTG. Episode number one was a, was a printing of disenchant. And it's one white and one generic destroy target artifact or enchantment. So in this case, you have to pay three in order to trigger it. Plus, you have that down payment of one to put the Dispeller's Capsule on board. So it appears at first glance to be a significantly worse version of Disenchant because you have to pay for it up front, you have to put it on the board, and then you have to pay more for the triggered ability to go off. And 
in a lot of cases, it is worse than Disenchant. Most situations, I would prefer to have Disenchant over Dispeller's Capsule. That said, Dispeller's Capsule is a common, you know. Um, and I suppose Disenchant was a common too, but it was an older one. And um, both of these are appear to be designed to fit their limited environment. Well, actually, Disenchant wasn't. Disenchant was designed when you know, formats weren't exactly a thing yet in Magic. But uh, Dispeller's Capsule definitely looks like it was designed to fit into, into a limited environment. You know, things costing one or two mana more, but still having a good effect in limited is still worth it. Because since you're drawing from a smaller pool, presumably in Modern Masters, uh, Disenchant may not have been in that set. I don't know the set super well, so I'm assuming Disenchant actually had not been printed in Modern Masters. So as a result, when you were drafting, this may have been the only way to get that effect. And in a lot of cases, depending on what you're destroying, this effect is absolutely worth four total. You know, um, one up front and three later. Yeah, it absolutely is. The other thing is, this has a couple of other utilities that you do, that Disenchant does not. So it is an artifact. Um, so with that, you do get synergies that count the number of artifacts that you have in play or the number of permanents that you have in play. It is a permanent that is in play on your side of the board. So if you have cards that care about that, well, that that counts this. It would never count Disenchant. The other thing that's very relevant now with Theros being um, the big deal at the moment is because this particular artifact is not colorless, because this does have a color, it does add one to your white devotion. So that's not nothing. So if you are running a, uh, a deck built around Heliod, for example, uh, the Suncrowned, if you're running a white weenie deck around Heliod, and you do want to hit all of your pips, um, but you want to have the option of removal, this all of a sudden gives you some flexibility. Because no matter what, it's going to be one white towards your devotion. And if you need to, you can sacrifice it to blow something up later. The other cool thing is when you have effects like this that are just sitting on the board... You can do a lot of really fun things. I know I've mentioned this when you're talking about counter spells, where if your opponent has, um, if your opponent has knowledge, you can leverage that to your advantage. So if you have this on the field, you know with uh, nat or with, sorry, not naturalize with disenchant. Naturalize and disenchant are very similar cards, by the way. One is green, one is white. Otherwise, they're the same. But um, Disenchant, the white version that we're, you know, discussing today, if if you have it in your hand, your opponent doesn't know you have it. Unless you, you know, just choose to reveal it to them, which is generally a bad move. Um but they don't they don't know you have it. It's it's unknown to them. It just is a thing that is a threat. Well and so as a result you can bluff if you don't have it in your hand but you have it in your deck you know, and they know the deck well enough, or they assume um, you can leave two mana untapped and pretend like you have it. Um, that's an option, but they may not notice that. Your opponent might not see it. Meanwhile, if you have Dispeller's Capsule on the board, you know, you can just, at any time, it's like, I can tap three and destroy whatever you have. And so if they have a card in their hand that has a potential to really hose you, and it's an artifact or an enchantment, you know, if they have a propaganda, say, if you're... Um, you know, running white weenies, something like Propaganda or Ghostly Prison would really mess you up, like really mess you up. And so they're not going to play that because they want to get value out of it. They want to mess you up. They want to prevent your attacks. But if they know that you're just going to blow it up the moment it comes down, they may not play it. Now, in that situation, the right move is to play it um, and force 
the aggressor to destroy, you know, sacrifice their dispelish capsule. In a lot of cases, that's the right move, but maybe not. So that that's all of a sudden a dynamic that this gives you. There's actually a whole series from, I believe it was Nemesis, called The Seals. There was like Seal of Doom, Seal of Fire. Uh, what is it? Seal, was there Seal of Fate or am I mistaken? But um, they were cards that were designed to emulate... Um, emulate instants but they were enchantments and so the way it worked is like seal of fire costs one red and you put it on the on the battlefield as an enchantment <sighs> excuse me and at any time you could sacrifice it and deal two damage to any target so if you look at it like it looks like it should be a strictly worse shock and i mean shock's already not great um especially in formats when light where lightning bolt is legal so it's one of those where it looks like it's just bad. However, if your opponent has a really cool creature that they want to play, like if they have an Elvish Piper or uh, Birds of Paradise is probably not a great example, but, you know, because that's an early game. Although, actually, yeah, always bolt the bird. Um, you know, if they have a Birds of Paradise or something, they may just not play it rather than have you kill it. I think that's more likely in the case of Elvish Piper because they they would need to get they need to get some value out of it, and you could just blow it up immediately before they get anything. Um, yeah, so that's one of those where knowledge on board, giving your opponent knowledge of what you're about to do in the case of removal can be beneficial because it changes the way your opponent plays the game. And I know I mentioned it when we were looking at, um, what is it, the Magus of the Future where uh, the idea of your opponent seeing what you're drawing it can be really valuable because if if you have two different opponents who both prevent or both choose not to do something because they don't want you to remove it or they don't want you to stop them all of a sudden you've gotten twice the value out of that removal because that's two things that didn't happen as a direct result of you just having it well so that's a value that dispeller's capsule gives you that disenchant does not so yeah, with Dispeller's Capsule here, you put it on the board for one white mana, you now have an artifact, so if you're playing any kind of affinity strategy where you care about the number of artifacts you have in play, it counts towards that. If you're doing anything with white devotion, it, count it counts towards that. So you've got both of those bases covered, you're getting some added value, added benefit there. This is also something that your opponent could potentially target with their removal, and so it's giving them an opportunity to burn removal spells on well, what is effectively one of your removal spells. And so there are a couple layers to it, um, and it can get a little hairy for sure, and you never quite know where it's going to go. Um, but that is a level, that's a line of play and a level of reasoning, a level of thought that you have as the player of Dispeller's Capsule that your opponent, um, you know, you're putting your opponent in an opportunity to overthink some things and question the value of this card while it's on the board, um, and also potentially see how it's going to mess up their plans. And so, yeah, it costs a little bit more than a disenchant, but I don't know, that's not nothing. That's kind of fun. You know, that's one of those where if I wanted to... One concept that I've really liked the idea of is a commander deck that is built around giving your opponent choices. Like, I want to... I love the idea 
of playing a political game where I'm giving my opponents a lot of options. Um, I think that could be fun because the more options your opponent has, the harder they have to think, the more mental bandwidth they that you're soaking up, and the more opportunities they have to make misplays. And then if they're making misplays on your stuff, which is potentially things they haven't seen before, then all of a sudden they have to, you know, they still have to play their deck to the best of their ability. And so I'm thinking cards like Zedru the Greathearted that give your opponent permanence could be an opportunity for that. Um, the other card that comes to mind that I really dig is uh, Atris, the Oracle of Half-Truths, because he plays kind of a little mind game with your opponent, and you also have some political shenanigans you can do there. Like, uh, yeah. If Actually, I'm just realizing, with Atris, if you were to curry favor with one of your opponents if you had some way to give them a lot of value you could trigger atrius and target that you know you could even say like okay this next turn i won't attack you or i'll give you you know certain card draws with whatever effects you know i'll give you some kind of bonus if um when when atrius triggers you put all three cards in the face up pile because you can do that with atrius you have you have to create two piles one is face down one is face up and uh, you can choose to put all three cards in one of the piles. You can leave one of the piles empty. So you can put all three cards face down or all three cards face up. And then the player is going to take that pick and get all three cards in their hand. So, yeah, that's the thing that you could you could curry favor with someone and, and do that, uh, which would be fun. Actually, I think I might put Atris in my... Um, I have a deck builder on Tassigir, the Golden Fang. I might put Atris in there because I think he would fit. Anyway, that'd be fun. Cool, cool. This is a weird tangent, and I'm really surprised that Dispeller's Capsule got us there. Yeah, so as a reminder, the, the card that we actually pulled up on Gather is Dispeller's Capsule. It's an mo- artifact for Modern Masters, originally printed in Shards of Alara. Artifact for one white. Pay three, sacrifice Dispeller's Capsule, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah, just a solid, uh, solid little card. And I haven't even looked at the artwork yet. So the artwork is what looks like a small, almost spider-like artifact. Um, it has a it it has a string, um, and it's just sitting on the ground, but it appears to be, it, it looks like it would be worn as a necklace. You know, it looks like there's a necklace off of it. Um, and it looks like, imagine a canteen on a necklace. That's kind of what we're working with here. And, uh, it, there is a, what appears to be a spout, very canteen style, coming off of one end, and out of it is pouring a uh, a white mist that is blossoming into what appears to be some really kind of creepy Eldrazi mass of stuff. And actually, I can't tell if it's going out or coming in to the capsule itself. Um, actually, I think the white mist, that white is energy that's pouring out of the capsule, and it is um, striking this thing and I can't really tell what it is to be honest it looks like a mass of tentacles so I'm assuming Eldrazi it looks actually it reminds me vaguely of so this the object that the white mist is hitting it reminds me vaguely of the original maze of ith interestingly enough which is that that card is disgusting by the way Um, if you really want um, if you want the experience where you look at a at a piece of artwork and go what the hell's going on here Oh no! Yeah, that's what you get with Maze of Ith. Um, <laughs> it's really upsetting when you take a second and really look at it. But when you first glance, it looks like just kind of this big mass of almost intestines. You know, it's weird. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. But it looks like so. It looks like it's blowing up Maze of Ith, which doesn't make sense. But it must be some other uh, enchantment or 
some other artifact that this Dispeller's capsule is breaking. So that's kind of interesting. And then um, the rulings. There is actually one ruling on this, which I find kind of surprising. Oh, and there's also flavor text. But let's do the ruling first. The only difference between a colored artifact and a color colorless artifact is obviously its color. Unlike most artifacts, a colored artifact requires colored mana to cast. Also, unlike most artifacts, a colored artifact has a color in all zones. It will interact with cards that care about color. Other than that, a colored artifact behaves just like any other artifact. It will interact as normal with any card that cares about artifacts, such as Shatter or Arcbound Ravager. Okay, cool. That's pretty straightforward. And then the flavor text is, I find its symmetry pleasing. It rids our world of offensive refuse while disposing of itself. Dalamaris, Proctor of the Clean. Wow, Proctor of the Clean. That's an interesting title. Um... Yeah, so it's synergy-pleasing. It rids the world of offensive refuse while disposing of itself. Um, hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's true of a lot of cleaning products, isn't it? Where we use them up to remove the things that we find unpleasant. Yeah, interesting. So this is soap. <laughs> that's what we have here. Dispeller's capsule. It's magical soap. Cool. <laughs> we got there. We found the essence of this card. I love it. And uh, the yeah, the the uh the flavor text is definitely critical for that. All right, guys. This has been Dispeller's Capsule and Holy Tangents Batman. So, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for hanging out. Again, like I mentioned at the top, I appreciate you. You are all wonderful. This show wouldn't exist without you. And uh I will catch you next time.